Welcome to Xanadu Gallery's Red Dot Podcast. I'm Jason Horsch, owner of Xanadu Gallery, publisher of Red Dot Blog, and your host for this podcast. Today we're recording episode number eight. This last week, I began writing and posting a series of articles about marketing art on social media. And um, as I mentioned in the introductory post, I have a lot of experience uh, with social media. We've we've put a lot of effort into expanding our social media presence through the gallery. I do a lot of outreach to artists through social media. So I do have a lot of experience both with viral social media marketing and also with paid advertising on social media. But I felt like what I'm missing is some insight into what it's like for an artist to market through social media. And so in an effort to kind of get a little better understanding of what it takes for an artist to share their work, uh, expand their exposure, and increase sales through social media, that it would make sense for me to reach out to um, artists and ask about their experience on social media. And so... Uh, I took uh, a small list of artists who are subscribed to Red Dot Blog, and I reached out to them and just asked for some input and about their experience uh, using social media. And I received some great responses back um, from the gamut, uh, artists who are doing absolutely no social media marketing or advertising, but maybe have questions about it or maybe think they might be interested in exploring social media marketing. Uh, all the way up to artists who are having some great success with social media marketing. Which brings us to uh, my guest today, Robert McGinnis, um, who responded to my email request for uh, experience on social media and shared some very interesting insights and experience. And I thought that it would be beneficial to bring Robert into the conversation on social media marketing. And so I invited him to join me for this week's podcast, and he is here with me now uh, from Oregon. Welcome, Robert. Thank you, Jason. I'm glad to be here. And it was really interesting to me. Um, there are going to be a, a number of different is- interesting aspects, I think, for artists in hearing your experience um, and I think perhaps the interesting place to start, because a lot of artists who responded to me would say, I haven't really done much with social media marketing because I'm not very computer savvy. I don't have a lot of computer experience or expertise. Robert, to start, how would you describe uh, your level of uh, computer expertise and and uh, experience with, with the technical side of things? <laughs> well... As in my uh, letter to you, I describe myself as old school. And to me, that means two different things. Uh, the way I was raised uh, in a time and place where a man's word and handshake meant something. And also, you know, children were taught manners and how to respect people. So that part I'm proud of. The other part was my total lack of willingness to change or accept or embrace uh, technology. So about 14 years ago, I told myself, you know, I've sold 2,000 paintings on my own. I don't need a computer or the Internet. But I wanted to look up uh, out-of-state galleries, and I didn't know how. So I had a friend do it, and I sat next to her watching her get on the computer and found out how many galleries had websites and how many artists were having websites. And I realized I'd been left behind. 
and I didn't like that feeling, so I started learning. And the same thing with the cell phone. Uh, I don't need a cell phone. I don't want people to know where I'm <laughs> at all the time. But, and I didn't get my first one until three and a half years ago, believe it or not. But I quickly switched to an iPhone, and today I don't know how I would do business without it. So for me, being an old school person, an artist, I feel I've come a long way. I think that um, what we're going to see is that if someone feels like they're not technically adept, that's really no reason that they can't reach and expand a little bit. And that can't be your only reason for not having a presence in social media. Correct. Yeah, I agree. And at first I thought I'm the last person that should be talking about social media, but I gave it some thought and realized if I can do it, anyone can do it. That's that's what's really interesting about your experience. And kind of before we dive into how you got started in social media, tell us a little bit more about your background, uh, where your studio is located, and your your style and typical subject matter of work, so so people have some context of the the type of of work that you do. Well, I'm originally from a small town in the Rocky Mountains of Montana, and it was a wonderful childhood. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I ran through the woods wild and free. And I realized much later, all that outdoor time had a great effect on my art. So nature is my passion. And that um, came out pretty early. And I had started with uh, art very young, nine or 10, I started drawing. And my uncle in Montana was a woodworker and he made these custom frames for the local artists. And it was a very active art community. And he started taking me to artist studios before I even knew what an artist was. And I didn't know what they were doing, but it sure looked like fun. And it smelled good, too. So I realized many years later, I'd been in some very well-known artist studios. So I realized he knew what I was becoming before I did. So I, I got uh, serious in high school, and I discovered Andrew Wyeth. Saw my first Wyeth painting on a high school field trip. And it had a profound effect on me. I was just pretty much awestruck and realized somebody was painting my childhood and I wanted to do the same thing. So I uh, pursued realism. But at the same time, I was also interested in abstract artists. And I, to this day, I don't know why. But at a very early age, uh, I was very attracted to the, like the New York Expressionists, the Franz Kleins and Jackson Pollocks. So I... Uh, in my senior year, I got uh, pretty serious about painting and trying hard, and I started selling to my teachers. And I thought, wow, somebody actually wants to pay money for this. And I couldn't imagine not doing art every day. I just never imagined that I could do anything else other than what I wanted to do. So I had my first public art show a week after I graduated from high school, and I sold out. And I made a total of $400, <laughs> but back then to an 18-year-old kid, that was a lot of money. So I never looked back, Jason. I, I never considered that I couldn't do it, and that's all I've ever done since. And people along the way will ask me, well, well how do you make a living? Though? What's your real job? I said, my real job was a paper route when I was 12, and I was a, the best paper boy he ever had. And I could, uh, he said I could come back anytime. So I do have something to fall back on if the art thing doesn't work out. If this artist thing doesn't work out for yeah. you. <laughs> right. 
that kind of brings us us forward. Then you 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 have an established career. You're you're selling your artwork, um, making a living as an artist. And then a few years ago, um, you, you know, and obviously social media kind of came about uh, about uh, 12, 13 years ago, 2004, Facebook was founded and, and it mm-hmm. starts becoming a thing. And as you mentioned, um, not necessarily something that would have been immediately attractive to you. So tell us the story about how you aim to begin uh, posting your work through social media. Well, again, the old school thing kicked in. and I thought, I don't have any use for social media. I'm a pretty private person and like to keep my personal life to myself. And I don't want to chat or gossip all day. But I had a, a good friend, an artist, who had been on Facebook for 10 years. And she kept nagging me into trying Facebook. And I told her over and over again the same thing. I don't want anybody to know anything about me. I just don't have any use for it. And then she finally gave up. She just said, I throw my hands up, Robert. I'm just exasperated. I don't know what to, else to say to you. You're the most stubborn man I've ever met. And I thought, well, I won that one, but I, I didn't win anything. It was a mistake. But soon after, um, another lady, uh, a collector that I had reconnected with, um, she commissioned me to do a large painting for their uh, new Scottsdale home. And she started saying the thing, same thing. Your work is so beautiful, you need to get it out there. You should be on Facebook. And I said, Sherry, and I told her the same thing, gave her the same story. But I also said, I've never even seen a Facebook page before. I don't know anything about it. And she simply said, I'll send you an example. So what she did, well, she tricked me. She created my Facebook page, had my name, a password. She even posted paintings that uh, she had bought for me and said, there you go, have fun. (laughs) So here I was, I had my own Facebook page. I'd never seen Facebook before. But to make her happy, I was going to take a look. I, I told myself I would give it two weeks. And all I was going to do was post paintings. I wasn't going to say anything else. So it took me a few days just to figure out how it worked. I, I was just totally lost at the beginning. But I, I'm pretty good at figuring things out. So that's uh, how I began. That's how I got on Facebook. I, I was pretty much tricked into it tricked into it. Yeah. And so during those um, first couple of weeks, did you immediately begin making connections with, with people? Were people friending you? And, and did you immediately begin seeing results from your posts? Well, yes and no. I was very surprised at the people that showed up uh, with friend requests, uh, old friends from decades ago, high school alumni, a lot of those from many, many years ago. And uh, it was interesting to reconnect with them. And I started accepting. And I would go through the who you may know and look for people that I, I might know. But I have always been very careful on who I choose and who I let become a friend. Because that word means a lot to me, a friend. And I, it's not all about numbers for me. I'd rather have quality than numbers. In the beginning, it took me six days just to get up enough nerve to post the first painting. And I went back last night to to see what it was like back then. I thought, oh, that poor guy, <laughs> he was really <laughs> struggling. I didn't even realize that I could write a description along with the image that I posted. So I made a comment on my own post telling people 
what it was done on and what the subject was and saying that if you want to see this painting or others, you can go to my website and here's the address. And I quickly realized that was a huge mistake. I realized that I only had their interests for maybe a minute, maybe even less. So I had to tell them everything they needed to know about that painting to decide if they wanted to buy it or not buy it. So I'm, I'm thinking it took about two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. And I didn't pour the paintings on there. I was very selective and took my time. But I got a comment one day saying, I love this painting. Is it, I'd really like to buy it if it's available. And I wrote back, of course it is. And I thought, wow, I just sold a painting on the internet from my recliner in the living room. And I thought <laughs> that was right. pretty cool. So that's when I got serious about this, Jason, and realized I needed uh, to figure some things out, uh, rules and a format and things like that. Yeah, and talk a little bit about some of those rules and um, kind of what your approach has. You mentioned a little bit how it started very informally, but but um, kind of how it's evolved over time and what your approach now is to posting on Facebook. Well, I feel like I, after two and a half years, I have a really good rhythm and flow to it. And I, early on, I realized I needed continuity. And that's kind of hard to do with a personal Facebook page. There's not a whole lot you can do to it. So my continuity was just very simple. It's at the beginning, at the end of the post. And I do a salutation at the top. And I use the same word every time. And that word is everyone. And it's capitalized. It's good morning, everyone. Have a happy Sunday, everyone. So I want people with the strolling through the uh, newsfeed, I hope that word jumps out at them. And then at the bottom, I have, and it's very neatly centered and arranged, the title under that is the size, the medium, and under that is always the price. And in the beginning, I didn't put the price on, as I didn't know the protocol on Facebook. I didn't want to look like I was a blatant commercial trying to sell paintings to my friends. But it goes against my rule I've had forever, and that's making sure the price is very clear to everyone who may be interested. So uh, I did that, and I realized I needed a description. I needed to, to talk about what this painting was about, and I started doing that. You know, I didn't pay attention in English class in high school. My, my teacher knew what I was becoming, and she re really let me off the hook, <laughs> so to speak. But my descriptions started getting longer and longer, and they became stories. And it scared me because I was afraid that people weren't reading them. And I even started apologizing. I said, you know, I'm wordy. I know these are too long, but I'm a storyteller. I come from a family of storytellers in Montana. And the response was very surprising to me. And this part is very important, I think. They said, no, no, we love your stories. Please don't stop writing. And some people said we like the story as much as the painting. And I realized they're connecting with the art because I'm sharing stories from my childhood, where these originally started to grow from. So that's become one of my trademarks, I guess, is, are my stories. And people look at it as in little chapters in the story of Robert's life or art, art life. 
And mm. are people responding to the stories and the, and the artwork in the comments? Do you get a lot of kind of feedback and, and interplay from your, your friends on Facebook? Absolutely. They let me know how much they enjoy it. They tell little stories of their own. They've really connected with uh, that part of it. And also early on, I made a vow to myself. This kind of turned into a monster, but I, pro I promised myself I was going to respond to every single comment I got. And I've done that for two and a half years. I've answered every comment. And um, there's other groups on Facebook that I discovered. And one of them up here, we have beautiful scenery, and we're known for our waterfalls. So there's a group called Northwest uh, Pacific Northwest Waterfall Group. It has over 24,000 members. And they're enthusiasts that go out and hike and take photographs of all the waterfalls. Well, I thought maybe I'd share my my latest painting of uh, iconic waterfall from the Columbia River Gorge. But I explained to them that I've taken thousands of photographs over the years, but I still consider myself a better artist than photographer. And please allow me to share my interpretation of Punchbowl Falls. And I think it's the first time it's ever been done on that site. The response was a little more than I expected, Jason. I got over 700 likes. And I think I got 168 comments, and I answered every single one of them. And I had at least a half a dozen people say, where do you sell your work, and how, do you, how can we see it? How do we buy one of these? So I would tell people to look around on Facebook. There's all kinds of groups. Find, you know, find something that matches your passion and what you're trying to portray in your art. And with... Uh, I also realized I needed to set up a set of rules of conduct for myself because the whole world is watching. And this is basically comes from my private life, too. Well, number one is do not talk about religion or politics. And I already knew that you cannot win someone over, persuade them to your side. And even if you do, you're going to make a lot of people mad. It's just not worth it. Number two was do not use inappropriate language or make innuendos. And that's how I was raised. I was raised to, you know, how to treat women. I never swear in front of a woman, so that was an easy one. Uh, next came, do not talk about my troubles, my illnesses, or my any negativity that I may have. And I always am upbeat and uh, positive on my posts. Even if I'm struggling, if I'm sick or injured, I, I don't really talk about it. I'll, talk, I'll do that with my friends over the phone. And uh, also, I have a good sense of humor, I've been told, but I have to be very careful about what I joke about because it won't be funny to everybody. Also, I realized, and this is from my long experience in selling, that not everyone knows how to buy a painting. If I feel like there's a kind of a transaction that may be starting or a hesitation, I quickly switch out of the page and suggest we go to a private venue like private message, or even texting, so they feel more comfortable. And also one of my rules, well, it's not a rule, but it's something I learned to do. I'm basically painting for the crowd. I've figured out my audience, and I have uh, several subjects that are kind of tried and true bestsellers. And so I pay attention to that. And I, on Facebook, I post mostly small paintings. 
with uh, reasonable prices and they sell quickly. And give us an idea of what that price range, um, what, what kind of your typical price points are for the pieces that you're posting on Facebook. Well, I've gone as low as $140. That's for a little quick six by six inch, but I still put a lot into those. So basically from, well, that's the lowest, but 175 to 375. And some have been more. There's been uh, a couple $1,100 ones. They sold. It was a $1,400 one, and that sold. So that's the high end. But I keep it under $500 usually. I think that's a really interesting and, and key consideration that uh, other artists should take in, you know, into account as they're thinking about their social media strategies. Uh, you know, kind of have to keep it a, a, in mind your venue and, and uh, who your buyers are and make sure that the price points make sense there. And, and, and talk a little bit, Robert, about uh, who your buyers are. You mentioned that in the beginning you were reaching out to people who, who you knew and knew you and your work. Does that remain true? Are most of your followers on Facebook people that you know in in the real world? Or have you also started to, to accumulate followers who only know you through Facebook? Well, some are from the real world. I, I don't even know if I can give you a percentage. But, uh, but well, the interesting thing for me on Facebook that I, I didn't think was possible is that I actually feel I've become friends with somebody I've never met or talked to. And that goes against my personality, but it's happened. And they feel like they know me. So I'm, they could have gone to school with me, but maybe two years ahead or two years behind. A lot of my friends are from Park Rose High School. And there are strangers or sometimes friends of friends that see their paintings. And something else I've always done, on Facebook they give you a notice when it's someone's birthday. I also promised myself that I was going to wish every single one of my friends happy birthday. But I post one of my paintings as their image, their birthday image. I don't just write happy birthday, have a great day. I write something about it, something about the wish for your life, something very positive. And their friends start liking that birthday wish. I get five to 10 or more. So I'm reaching out to them and they appreciate it. And it is heartfelt. It's not just a gimmick. It's me being me, being nice. So that helps. Um, so it's a combination of people I've known, people I've come to know on Facebook, and people that have been watching me through their friends. So it's, it's slowly growing. But again, I'm not trying to add huge numbers. It's more quality. I look at everybody's mm -hmm. page before I accept their friend request. I want to see what they like and if, how weird they are or not weird. Roughly speaking, what percentage of your total sales, uh, the total art sales, are now coming through Facebook? I started in two and a half years ago. 2016 and 15 were huge years for me. I would say at least 50 to 60% of my total income was because of Facebook. That's really an astonishing uh, level of, of sales that, that you've achieved through a medium that uh, didn't exist 15 years ago and that you were very reluctant to, <laughs> to jump into. Kind of talked about some of your different approach and some of the, the factors that come into play, but what do you attribute that success to? What do you think it is that you're doing that has uh, resulted in, in this high level of sales? Well, it's, it's several different things. Um, for me, I'm sharing myself. Being a shy, I was very shy and introverted as a young man. I think most artists are. 
But I've done so many art shows, I learned to talk to anybody about anything. I just open up, and it's uh, my feelings and emotions about the world and natural world and my art, and people really connect with that. Like I said, they love the stories. Also, for me, presentation is everything. Uh, any art venue you're doing, the, the framing, the lighting, the description. On Facebook, it is the number one most important thing is the photograph. You have to have a good photograph of your art because people are going to judge that painting. Well, I'm talking about paintings. There's sculpture, pottery, whatever you're doing. Totally judge that by what image you put out there. Do I want to buy that or not? And also, it's taking interest in their lives, too. And that's not a gimmick. I, I truly care about people and what they're doing. And uh, in the flow of my posts, it's not all about art. I am a, a person. I feel my greatest accomplishment is being a really good dad and grandfather. And I love my grandchildren beyond all measure. So occasionally I'll post uh, something about them, and that really connects with people. They see the, that side of me. And I think that's been a big help, uh, that I'm a, a real person and I have what a, you know, what, how much I love my kids. And my grandchildren get more likes than my paintings do. I'm actually competing with them. And also I keep in moderation. I don't flood my page with anything, art or anything else. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is uh, how frequently are you, are you posting and how frequently are you posting art? I would say not more than once a week. And sometimes I go two and three weeks between posts, but I'm still on Facebook on, you know, letting them know I'm there on their pages. But I don't want to get that feeling like there's just too much. People get bored. You know, if you flood your page, they'll get bored. They'll get tired of seeing it all the time and you'll lose your audience. So, and sometimes I will take a photograph of me working on a painting, but it's just a small portion. It's just my hand holding the brush over the, the image I'm painting. And I was surprised that that gets as much likes as the entire painting does. So it's kind of a, a teaser. So I, like I said, moderation, find an easy flow to it, but don't overdo it. Do you let people know that a piece you've posted has sold? Um, if you've put a post up of a particular piece and someone from Facebook buys it, do you note that in a comment or do you just kind of let it uh, let it float? Oh, no. I let them know. <laughs> I'll make a comment yeah. that, wow, that, this little gem sold really quick or uh, this painting has a, a new home in Arizona or wherever. But uh, sometimes I'll, if they come or I deliver it or they come to the studio to pick it up, I'll take a photograph of them holding it. And people need to be led. Uh, again, don't assume they know how to buy a painting. That lets them see that, wow, people are buying these. I can own one. I can hold it up. I can put it on my wall. And they're eager and proud to, to hold it up and have a photograph taken and let people know that they bought it. I even get posts from people thanking me for the painting. So yes, I always let people know that they've sold. And I go back to my post and where the price was, I put sold in capital letters with an exclamation mark. And a logistical question, um, you mentioned the importance of presentation and, and the image. So how are you um, capturing those images? Uh, you know, are you using professional photography for the imagery that you're sharing? Um, and are you using a computer to post them? What, what's that process like? 
Oh, boy. Well, you're going to be shaking your head in a minute, Jason. <laughs> Secrets revealed. Uh-huh. When I started embracing modern technology, I had an old Nikon camera that was just so beat up, I don't think anybody else could have taken photographs with it. But I got great photographs. But all of a sudden, there was no place to get my film developed. So I went out and bought a really expensive digital camera. And I, I used that for photographing paintings and everything else. But on Facebook, I use my iPhone because it's so quick and easy. And five minutes later, I can post it. Now, I had a, an artist from Texas made, made a comment saying, I love your photographs. They're so clear and clean. She said, don't tell me you're using your phone or I'll cry. That's what she said. So I wrote back and said, well, I have a big shoulder to cry on because I'm using an old iPhone or camera. But I take over 20 photographs. I change the lighting constantly uh, in the studio. And it depends on the medium and the size. And so that's, that's very important. So in the next week or two, I'm going to upgrade to a, a brand new phone that has a really good camera on it. But I don't have any problems with using iPhone images. I just make sure it's a good one. And so is most of your um, uh, Facebook interaction, is, is most of that occurring through the phone? Yes. It is. Again, just a few interesting points that I've picked up on here. One is is the high level of personalization that uh, that you're providing uh, to your followers and friends uh, through your posts. Uh, the second is that uh, there, there's nothing complicated that you're doing from a technical standpoint. Um, you're not using any tools that uh, every single one of us, or, or at least the vast majority of us, already have in our hands and in our pockets. Um, as I mentioned in in the email exchanges that I've been having with artists about social media, I do hear a wide range of responses from artists who aren't seeing or, or haven't seen really any results. And, and to those artists, I might just encourage you to take Robert's lead and uh, try some of the, the personalization and, and reaching out in a more intimate way. Just just keeping things very simple, and and um, I, I think sometimes we try so hard, uh, and and when it doesn't work, we feel like uh, it's been a big defeat and a big failure. But it sounds to me, Robert, like you're just you you've really taken your personality and your personal approach to your interactions with people that you would have in the real world. And, and have applied that to your Facebook persona and, and relationships that you're building there. And um, I, I guess as we kind of wrap things up, um, you, you know, what advice or what would you say to an artist who, like you, were originally is reluctant um, to, to put, put forth the effort into Facebook art marketing? Well, first of all, I would tell them not to be afraid. Everybody starts somewhere. Uh, after that, I would tell them to decide what they want to achieve on Facebook. What's the outcome or the goal before they even start? Figure that out and how they want to go about it. You know, you can't build a house without plans, so you can't have a career without a plan either. You, you really need to have a plan. And like you just mentioned, just be yourself, but show the best self. And absolutely let them see how the work is created and where your inspiration comes from. People love to know artists. They think we're something special for some reason. They love to see artists work and how it comes about. And I've sold so many paintings just by painting in front of somebody or explaining how I did it and why. 
I can sell a pain just by talking for five minutes. And remember, it's not all about you. Take an interest in others, a genuine interest. Don't try and fake it or people will see that. Remember your presentation. Keep it simple but classy. And be patient. You know, not everything comes right away. Just hang in there. And finally, just have fun and enjoy the experience and enjoy the compliments. Well, that is terrific uh, advice and, and uh, direction. And Robert, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your experience uh, marketing through Facebook. And, and uh, I would encourage everyone, uh, I will include a link with this podcast to Robert's website. Uh, so you can go over and take a, a look at his work and get to know it a little bit better. And, and then I would encourage everyone to, to uh, you know, maybe Facebook isn't right for you. Maybe social media isn't right for you, but it's at least something that you should be considering and uh, should be a part of the contemplation of, of where you'd like to see your art business go. Yeah. Uh, again, Robert, thank you so much. Yeah, it is my pleasure, Jason. I hope this helps those artists out there who are just like me. They're trying to figure out a direction to go. Thank so. you, Robert. And thanks to everyone for uh, listening to the podcast. I appreciate uh, your presence here. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, be sure to go to red.blog.com and join the mailing list so you can be, receive updates, uh, both of posts and a future podcast. And we'll look forward to seeing you here. Thanks so much, everyone. <laughs>